We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Monday. It's January 24th. It's 2022. We have four NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Just So Six. Chief, football weekend was great. I, I don't even know like it, how to classify those four games outside of just great. Oh, I, th- I thought you had something extra to say, but yeah, I get it. it. I even the Tampa Bay Rams game with the double fumble, you know. Every, I mean, it it was just that was a good game, but I, I don't think anything is going to trump the uh, the Kansas City Buffalo game. And I I think we've seen a lot of good football, and I know it's you know it, it could be the recency bias in me, but. Man, it feels like that might have been the greatest football game I've ever seen. Oh, overall, just back and forth, both quarterbacks duking it out, being able to get it done late. I saw a tweet from Adam Schefter that said, you know, the Bills and um, Chiefs scored 18 points in a minute and 13 seconds, 18 seconds, something like that. I mean, just just incredible. And I think, you know, for Josh Allen, you know, watching him continue to evolve. And, I mean, him and Gabriel Davis uh, – you know, he made, they just put on a monster performance and uh, just just incredible. But um, all in all, Chiefs are Chiefs are going to the AFC championship. It is what it is. Just a, like overall, just a crazy weekend as far as football games go. I mean, the 49ers with the block punt touchdown um, just 
For the record. <laughs> All right, I'm I hearing t- you. I, for the record, I told everybody that I thought the 49ers would win that game. And uh, it's just because I do think their style of football travels, right, across any, any, uh, any weather climate. If it's cold and they got to muck the game up, they're going to run, you know. And, you know, if it's warm and they got to put up points, they'll stick to their game script, play action, try to get the ball down the field, get their playmakers involved, or the playmaker, Debo, Debo Samuel. So I I wasn't shocked that the 49ers won, even though, uh, you know, Green Bay's been winning all season. I wasn't shocked either. Um, I, I called the Rams beating the Bucks on the podcast last week, but I – I would have had the Chiefs right, but I would have got the other two games wrong. So, I mean, we move on to next weekend for football. We got some basketball to talk about. Four-game slate, straight and to the point. Nothing too crazy. Uh, one 7 o'clock game, two 8 o'clock games, and a 9 o'clock game. So, let's jump in here. We get started with the Knicks and the Cavs. 203 total in this game. Cavs a 7.5-point favorite. Looking at the injury report here, the Knicks, they're on the second end of a back-to-back, so we won't have their injury report out. Um, I mean, we'll be paying attention to, like, if Kimba and Robinson and these guys are playing or not. And then on the Cavs' side, Markinen's out. Rondo is questionable, and Rubio and Sexton remain out. Um, looking at the Knicks here first, I, I said it already you know, Kimba is a huge question mark, didn't play Sunday, and Mitch Robinson got hurt in the rolled. I think it was an ankle, right, and didn't return to the game uh, on Sunday. So, Knicks, a little bit of question marks, low total game, but it's a four-game slate. Anything standing out to you for New York? Uh, nothing crazy, man. I think, you know, a small slate, a lot of teams are going to be in play. Um you know, Randall at 97, I kind of wish he was facing um, or in a, in a faster paced game. Let's go with that. You know, we look at what RJ did over the weekend. Um, God, I feel like RJ had 18 points at halftime or something crazy. I think he finished with 28, uh, dropped, put up 59 fantasy points. I, I don't see that at all against Cleveland. Uh, but, you know, RJ may prove himself to be to be valuable. If Kimba Walker happens to be out just because he's going to be playing massive minutes. Now, I don't want to play pay 7,600 for RJ, uh, but on this slate when you got, you know, just Utah Phoenix, Indiana Pelicans, and then Chicago OKC, uh, RJ may be, you know, the one guy from the Knicks that I'm interested in. I don't feel great about it, but it's a small slate, and we're looking for guys that are going to play, and he's, he's absolutely going to play. I mean, he played 43 minutes on Sunday, had 50-something fantasy points, had a monster game. If Kimba's out, if Mitch Rob is out, I mean, he's certainly someone to look at. I think Nerland's Noel, if Robinson doesn't play, is very playable here at 4,200, assuming that he plays the second end of a back-to-back. I think the minutes would be very secure for him if he does play, and I think he has the, the op- opportunity to pay off this price tag. On the Cavs side of things, I mean, no marketing. I don't think it really affects this lineup too much. Um, maybe a few extra minutes here or there for a guy like Kevin Love. 
And if Kevin Love was going to get 26 minutes, um, he would be interesting at 5,500. What are your thoughts here on the Cavs? Listen, the Cavs have been playing great. Shout out to to uh, to Darius Garland. Now he's ninety three hundred. I don't hate him on this slate, Stevie. A guy that's been scoring, assisting out of his mind. I he might be one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Uh, the Knicks have, have have given up their fair share of fantasy points to point guards, and so I, I'm very interested in Darius Garland. Do I think he's overpriced? Yes, slightly. But but I'm willing to invest in him on this slate. Um, you know, Isaac Okoro's played 30 minutes now. He's somebody I would be playing expecting 20 points. So he's not someone I'm looking to, you know, go out and get me 40. But uh, on this slate, it could work out okay. You know, you mentioned Kevin Love. And the only thing about Kevin Love that I hate is his minutes. I, I wish they were giving him, you know, 28 minutes. And he, he'd be a monster for us. Uh, just recently, the minutes have kind of come down. He had that stretch where he's playing 32, 29, 30, 29, 29, 27. And maybe Allen or, or Mobley were out or they had some pieces missing. But now he's back in the low 20s. And so the fantasy production is kind of taking a nosedive. So I'm not really, really interested in him. I, I think Evan Mobley's okay. And and uh, and Jared Allen is okay as well, especially if Mitch Rob is out. But I, I'm most interested in Darius Garland for sure. Let me throw this at you, Will. Um, I know it's way early to even like start bringing up like playoffs, but the Cavs are, I think they're like fifth or sixth in the East. They're like, they're having a good year. They're 27, 28, 19, or something like that, uh, from yeah. what I remember. Like, I mean, are they saving? Kevin Love to get a nice stretch and like health for the playoffs. Like it could be that I haven't thought of that, Stevie. That's a good point. I mean, like who like all right, so you look at the East, right? And I think the East is still pretty wide open. I mean, you got the Bucks, you got the Nets, you got the Heat, you got the Bulls, but outside of I mean it's it's pretty wide open. So I could see any of the like eight top like 10 teams in the East, like making a playoff run, even like the 11, like top 11. Cause even if you throw the like, Knicks in there, but I'm just saying, like, I think like you could potentially like see more minutes from Kevin love in meaningful playoff games. And they're just, they need Kevin love to stay healthy. I mean, he's such a good producer. Um, if they can keep him healthy this year, it's his biggest thing. The last, what, five years last, yeah. the last part of his career. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I was hoping when he was kind of not playing, I was thinking to myself, gosh, Charlotte, could you go and, like, sign the man and put him out of his misery, get him on a young, vibrant team that that has the possibility of winning? Lo and behold, I'm an idiot. Uh, he, he was fine right there with the Cavs. Yep. Kevin Love is getting paid a lot of money to be on a winning team and be a, a, a veteran leader in the locker room and a guy that can come in and fill up the stat sheet for you if need be. He's probably in the best position in basketball. This is easy. This is probably his easiest season of basketball outside of maybe his ego being bruised. And it may not even be, be being bruised because the paychecks are continuing to roll in. He's loving it. Um, <laughs> Mickey D's. 
Chicago at OKC taking on the, the Thunder. No line up for this game yet. Chicago played today, so that might be why. Yeah, and it, I think with the sports books, like this was supposed to be Chicago, Atlanta, and then like all the COVID stuff and like switch the schedule up. So, I mean, maybe they're just a little behind on that. Um, but um, Chicago, like you said, played oh, today. Oh, I've got a line on it. I've got a line on it. 214 and a half. That makes sense. On the Thunder side, favors out. Malden is out, and that's really it. Uh, Chicago, I mean, we'll likely not see Lonzo Ball for a while. They did say Zach Levine is supposed to meet the team Monday and could play in this game. I think he's still very questionable because it is OKC, and do they really need to roll him out here in this game? Uh, talk to me here about Chicago, Will. Yeah, man, Chicago's been been a very interesting team since uh, Levine has been out and Ball have been out. And I think one of the bright spots, the, the beauty of guys being out is you get to see what you have in some of your young players. And Ayo, Ayo Desumu, uh has been really good for them now uh, in terms of what, what he did on Sunday. Uh, not so great. Played 40 minutes and just, you know, was kind of out there, seven points, five rebounds, a block, no assists. But that's not his normal stat line. I'm going to give him a pass. Uh, he's been great for this team. And so at 6,500, he's another guy that I think, you know, if you're you're looking for a guy that can get you, you know, 40 points on this slate, um, I think he's in play. And at 6,500, I don't think he'll be uh, completely out there, especially since there's no Alex Caruso. Um, his minutes are, I mean, even more secure. Uh, and because they're on the back-to-back, perhaps, uh, you know, the legs are a little bit more tight than usual, and OKC can keep this game reasonably close, and I think that'll open it up for DeMar DeRozan. So I like these Chicago Bulls. Uh, you know, Vuce at 9,500, I don't hate the price on him either. Uh, he should be able to have his way uh, with the OKC big men. So I know I can't play all of these guys, but, you know, separately, I do like Vooch. I do like DeRozan, and uh, and I do like A.O. Kobe White has been, been fine as well, but Kobe's got to score buckets uh, to get there where I feel like A.O. And he has had good good peripheral stats here recently, but I, I do feel like A.O. has a, has a better shot at, at you know, uh, a slightly higher peripheral. So uh, those are guys I like from Chicago. Yeah, I definitely want to, like – see if Levine is going to play or not. Um, because, I mean, if he's out, you know, like you said, Ayo is someone that I like. His price is kind of expensive, but I don't think he necessarily comes off the court in a game that's not that close either. Um, so that's something to kind of like here. And then on the Thunder side of things, I mean, SGA still has high usage. He's, you know, shot over 20 times in three straight games, over 18 times in seven straight games. The upside is there for him. If this game is going to stay close, it's probably because SGA is having a big game. But, I mean, outside of him, you could take maybe some shots on, like, a Baisley or a Robinson Earl. But, I mean, realistically, SGA is, like, your ceiling play here. Yeah, absolutely. And let me throw in a little prize picks. I'm hoping – we can get Josh Giddy around 
16 and a half fantasy points first half in this game and SGA 11 and a half points first half. Uh, those are two unders that have been very profitable for the prop shop. So uh, let's see where they come in at. But just want to give you a little nugget in terms of, you know, what we have on DK. SGA is at 9K. I think I'd rather play DeRozan because of the situation. I think um, I'd pass on on, on Josh Giddy. Uh, I'm not crazily interested in the in the OKC Thunder. James Robinson Earl uh, shot one for nine the other night against Cleveland. Cleveland's just been tough, man. They, they've just been tough. Uh, he is a guy that we've been taking unders on in the prop shop in terms of full game points as long as he comes in around eight and a half, seven and a half. Uh, but, but, you know, I don't want to contradict myself when I say when I start seeing a guy take nine shots uh, and he's a big man, you know, he goes four for nine. He's already beat us. Those are layups mostly. So, um, and, well, he, he did take three three-pointers, which helps me a little bit. So maybe five shots. But uh, all in all, I, I don't really want to play anyone from, from OKC. Lou, Lou Dort is cheap enough. He really is. But <sighs> I – I don't want to play anymore from OKC. Um, yeah, I mean SGA on a on a four game slate, I think is the only one that I have slight interest in here. Moving on, we got Indiana at New Orleans, two fourteen and a half total here. Pelicans are a one and a half point favorite. Looking at the Pacers side of things, Brogdon's out. Levert is questionable. McConnell. Sabonis, Turner, and Warren are all out. On the Pelican side of things, Graham is questionable. Ingram is out. And Zion remains out. I mean, a lot of big injury news in this game. You know, this is a game that on a four-game slate, we're going to see a lot of ownership just by pure value in this game. So let's start here with Indiana first. No Sabonis. No Turner, bit stays 6,200. He's played 31 and 35 minutes the last two games. I think that's kind of where you want to start here with the Pacers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Goga, man, um, he's been playing really well. He gets his 35 points. I'll absolutely accept that. Um, I'm, I, I doubt seriously that he comes in at 20 and a half points, rebounds, assists this time. That's been a good one for us. Just giving out stuff just in case you guys want to try to put together something. Uh, that's a winning card. Uh, I'm, I, I do want to see where he's going to come out at. But, yeah, Goga for sure at 6,200. This feels like uh, a really good, good spot for him. And then when I kind of look across the landscape of this team, uh, Torrey Craig's going to get 30 minutes. Maybe he gets 30 fantasy points. Um, at 4,900, I don't hate it, but you know, now we've got Chris Duarte priced up. Saw what he was able to get done against Golden State 27, 7, and 3, uh, against the Clippers 24, 7, and 6, and then against Phoenix, a really good defensive team 17, 4, and 4, and he gets the Pelicans. Uh, this is probably a spot to play Duarte, and I, and I mean that wholeheartedly, like another 20 plus, uh, point, point, uh, Scoring scoring game is probably coming. Uh, they've already priced up Justin Holiday, so I think if you were going to play him, that was going to be a deep tournament play. But one of the things that was interesting for me, Steve, is Jeremy Lamb got 28 minutes in that game against Phoenix, and you know we've seen him get the job done when guys are out. If uh, if Lavert happens to be out this game, if he's out, 
Uh, I like Jeremy Lamb at 4K against the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, if Levert's out, Duarte and Lamb, I think are both very interesting plays. Um, if Isaiah Jackson was getting more minutes, I think he'd be super interesting, but I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. I don't think Lance Stevenson is getting enough minutes to make him like very viable. So I think when you're looking at the Pacers, uh, if you want to go like extreme low owned value, maybe Sykes, but I don't love that. On the yeah. Pelican side of things, I mean, if Graham sits, it obviously opens up some stuff. I think the biggest thing for me when looking at the Pelicans here is if they feed Valanciunas, he could dominate in this game and have a monster fantasy performance, like end up being like the highest scoring fantasy player on the slate. With that said, I love Herb Jones in this game too. Um, Herb Jones, no Ingram. We talked about this a lot when Ingram was out earlier this year. I think this is a great spot to play him. And I mean, if Graham doesn't play Jose Alvarado is 3,600 and played decent minutes the other night. Like, yes, we're talking about these guys. This is the type of season it's been for NBA this year. And the, and really like both of these teams, it's a lot of injuries. It's not even like illnesses. It's, it's injuries. Yeah. Well, I mean, at 7,400, I think I'm going to have some interest in Josh Hart. Um, we talked about, you know, that, that's a guy that, you know, he's just going to peripheral it up in this spot. Uh, JV, this should be a monster spot for him. And then our boy, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, what, what are we going to do here, Steve? Are, are they going to give him 30-plus minutes? Like, I, I, if they're not going to give him 30-plus minutes in this spot, then we just know they've checked out. They're done. But, gosh, it feels like this would be a spot he'd get 32 minutes, Steve. I'm not even giving him 35, 36 – 32 minutes. Give us 32 minutes at 3,800. And I think we reap the rewards of Nikhil Alexander as long as Devontae Graham is out, uh, especially with uh, – I'm so sorry, folks. Especially with with, uh, with Ingram already out, it, it just – it feels like a good spot for them to try to just, just give the guy some minutes and let him run a little bit against another team that's already down. You talked about Herb Jones. Herb Jones is another staple of the prop shop. God, I'm handing out so many, so many good ones today, Steve. I hope the people are writing this down. Herb Jones over 10 and a half points full game uh, has been a big one for us. And just look at the game log and you'll see why. Last five games, 11, 16, 13, 14, and 14. And we just keep going down the list. Uh, 13, 13, 9, 11, 14, 26, 15. Just trust me, he's been fairly automatic at 10 and a half. Even if he comes in at 11 and a half in this game, I'd be inclined to still go over with, with Ingram out. So, uh, and I love Herb Jones for fantasy as well. For DF, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel. What's fantasy? Will, Will, Will plays prop fantasy. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I still get in on the uh what, no, I, what just, I like to call uh, traditional DFS, but I, I clearly I'm I'm more invested in props overall. Um I'm just messing with you, you know that. Um <laughs> uh, moving on, we got the last game. We got Utah at Phoenix. 222 and a half total. Phoenix seven point favorite in this game. 
Utah on the second end of a back-to-back. On the Phoenix side, Aiton is doubtful. Crowder is out. Kaminsky is out. Nader is out. Payne is out. And Sarge remains out. On the Utah side, I mean, we'll see if Mitchell's going to be back. Dealing with the concussion, did not play Sunday. Um, Whiteside did not play Sunday conditioning purposes. So on a normal slate, I don't love this game. On a four-game slate, this is a game I probably stack the most. I think this is going to be a competitive basketball game. And, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to approach this game. What are you looking at here for Utah? Yeah, man, I think Utah, as long as Mitchell is out, uh, we're going to have some options here, uh, especially if um, uh, Whiteside continues to sit too. Like that, that's going to open it up to me, in my opinion, for Rudy Gobert. I know they're placing, uh, playing Phoenix, and on a usual slate, I'm not as not as intrigued by Rudy Gobert. But with Mitchell out, small slate. Uh, we could kind of anchor our lineups with something like a Gobert Goga, a uh, a uh, JV Goga, or four four go Goga all together, and let's hope that uh, Gobert and, and JV both hit like a fifty plus point ceiling game. Just give just 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 talking through it. But all in all, I, I think I really like Gobert here as long as Mitchell is out. Um, What's our guy? Joe Ingles. He's 5K. That's still not too expensive for me. Um, you know, we're going to need him to knock down some shots, you know, 4-9, 2-9 against Detroit, uh, but had five assists, five rebounds and steal. If he got his score up around 15 points, he's, he's almost at 30 and 28. So he's a guy I don't hate. Um, you know, you look at Jordan Clarkson at 6,700. That's just too expensive against Phoenix. Um so, yeah, that, that's kind of where I mainly Rudy Gobert and probably a sprinkle of Joe Ingles. And then last but not least, one these, these are staples of the prop shop, guys. Royce O'Neal at seven and a half points. Just take the under, okay? Just, just take it. He was on the slate today, Stevie. And, and the game hasn't ended yet, I don't think, against the, uh, the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Took seven and a half. Please, how many points do you think Royce has tonight? Three, zero. <laughs> Trick question. They got me. And what's, what's crazy? What's crazy is like he fills up the stat sheet so much for, in like yeah. daily fantasy. You could take the under in like a prop game, like Prize Picks or something, and you could play him in DFS because I mean the dude is just he, he'll rebound, he'll get assists, he'll get steals, and uh, it's just funny. Stevie, so so last last funny story because this this is a, this is a shorter part from the last game already. One night, Royce had three points and twelve rebounds, and I th- and and you know he had some assists and still, and I think he scored like almost thirty fantasy points. Let me see if I can find that game. I mean, it, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It may not have been thirty, but it was in the twenties for sure. Excuse me, Stevie. No, he scored thirty three fantasy points, three points. 15 rebounds, five assists, two steals, 33.75 fantasy points, and he scored three points. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, when Donovan Mitchell's out, I'm all about that jingle. Um, Joe Ingles is always someone that I like to play. 
Bogdanovich is someone I don't mind here. Rudy Gobert could have a really big game if Aiton's out, um, and it sounds like he's not going to play. So he could he could have a good game against Bismack Biombo. So I definitely don't mind Rudy Gobert. And then he's got 17 rebounds at the recording of this pie with five minutes left in the uh, in in the fourth. What's up? Um, on the Phoenix side. Uh, assuming that Aiton is not going to play in this game from what it sounds like, I think, I think you have to like Bismack Biombo even in a tough matchup against Rudy Gobert because of the minutes and because of the price and they are going to need his size. Uh, I mean, if they put McGee out there, Rudy Gobert is going to have a field day. Um, so I, I like Bismack Biombo. I definitely don't mind taking shots on Paul. Booker might be a little too pricey for me. He got that price increase, that 70 fantasy point game. He shot the ball 33 times that night. That is not going to happen every night. Uh, it's the most he shot all season. So I don't want to chase that like price tag on on Booker. He's he's one guy that I don't love here, but I do I do like Paul Biombo. Maybe, uh, maybe Shamit, but probably not. Yeah, Biombo, fifty-one fantasy points. Just, but but you know what though, Stevie? The more I think about it, right? And, and McGee, thirty-five fantasy points. Stevie, the the more I think about this situation, the more I realize that I don't think this is a a complete fluke. Here's why I say that. Chris Paul is going to get these guys the ball in, in advantageous situations. And so they're going to score some buckets. It's just whether or not they're going to rebound well and do anything else on those days where they're, they're getting the minutes. You know what I mean? Like that that's what we're looking at. The problem is they're facing Rudy Gobert, who's a traditional big man. And so they those rebounds may not be as uh, plentiful as usual. But um, I'm with you. Booker at 94, I, I, I'm definitely going to let him sit on the shelf. His peripherals have been better this year, like a lot better. Um, and you know what, Stevie, the more I think about it, I, I think Devin Booker is probably in play. For, I know I changed my mind quickly, but for a guy that's going to take 20-plus shots a game and he's now got some peripherals attached to him, like we, we're not seeing those one rebound, two assists, 40-point games anymore. We're getting the games with peripherals, 28, 5, and 6, 48, 5, and 6, uh, 34, and 4. I, I can accept that on this slate. I, I, think I, I think I don't mind Devin Booker, especially when he may come in a little bit low on. I don't hate Chris Paul. I mean, he's had back-to-back 50-point games, but is he going to continue to shoot almost 15 shots a game? I, I, I don't think so. I do think um, – I feel like maybe Aiton being out and, and Payne being out, maybe helping him hit these thresholds. But um, so I, I'm, you know, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. But as of right now, I do think I like Booker, and um, and one of these centers. I think we just play we play them both. We play Biombo, we play McGee. One of them gets there, one of them doesn't. Whoever doesn't get in foul trouble against Gobert, <laughs> that's the guy that gets there. Yep. All right. It. Morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here. Quicker pod today. Only four games. Got to talk a little football. Have some have some fun with some props. Um, 
Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like today? Um, this is pro- this this feels like it should be an easy one. I, I think I'm gonna go Herb Jones with all these guys out. And and what I will say, well, never mind. I, I don't want to take a bonus. I, I've got another guy that I really like too, but he's on the same team. So you know. You can say it because that's not who I'm taking. Cool. I, I also like the kill Alexander Walker at 38. Just kind of a flyer early. Uh, if he gets 30 plus minutes, he, he's going over for sure. I like Nerlens Noel a lot. I think Mitch Rob's gonna sit um sprained ankle on Sunday. I highly doubt he plays on Monday, but we'll see. Uh so I, I like Mitch Rob a lot in this game. Over 8k to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? This is a tough one. I, I feel good about a lot of these guys. Give, give me Julius Randle against Cleveland at 9,700. Tough matchup. I am going to go. I think I'm going to go Vooch. If Zach Levine plays, game doesn't stay close. I think there's a lot of roads and there's a lot of good, like potential center plays today that I'm going to go with Vooch. Yeah. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Interesting one. Give me Jonas Valanciunas. I think he has a day. Yeah, I think he does too. Um, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I'm going to go I'm going to go bits days. Uh, hopefully he can stay out of foul trouble. I, I think this is a game that he can have a really good one. I hope his price increase scares some people off of him. Um, but I mean, on a four game slate, I think he, his raw points are definitely worth it here. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Uh, hopefully it's still weird because it's a smaller slate, so it might not be, but, uh, give me Darius Garland against the Knicks a little bit overpriced. I think the ownership stays down. I like that one. I think. I think I'm going to go Kevin Love as my let's get rid of GPP play of the day. And okay. I'm just hoping that, like, he gets one of those, like, 26, 27-minute games at lower ownership at 5,500. And Man. he only needs, like, a few extra minutes. And, and, like, he's just someone that he can post a double-double. He can have big games. So I'm going to go Kevin Love as my let's get rid of GPP play today. All right, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. Uh, I, I think I'm good. Should be a, a, a fun, quick slate. Hopefully you guys will uh, make a bunch of money early and uh, let's let's get it on. All right. That is going to wrap it up here on Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.